excited everyone is here today on the with the your voice matters show i hope you're having an amazing day but if you're not just listen in and let the positive vibes just wash all over you hi i'm rebecca dollinger i'm the host of the your voice matters show and we are here at the lovely fishbowl studios in bedford texas i um I have the show every Thursday from 12 to 1 central time and we were glad to have you t- um anytime so um, I want to give a big shout out to um, all of our uh, listeners and uh, international and, and domestic. And a big shout out to Gabe who makes this thing run. And so anyway, um, the quote for today is, you cannot always control what goes on outside, but you can always control what goes on inside us. And that was by Wayne Dyer, who's one of my favorites. And it's so true. You know, in today's life, we just have all sorts of things, outer things outside of us we have no control over. And, um, and it, may, it sometimes makes us crazy. So this podcast is dealing with anxiety, self-doubt, and posture and syndrome. And I'll get to all that. But many people every day struggle struggle with all of these and we're going to take these one at a time because this deals with our mental health um in today's world um <laughs> you can just imagine every time you turn on the news there's something bad has happened you know and it's almost like i don't know it just feels you know it just fills your mind with thoughts and you know sometimes you just have to turn that off um because you really have for us for people in general you have to have a balance. There is um, good anxiety and there is bad anxiety. Um, you know, if you know what you've accomplished but still feel like you're unqualified, if you're if you're a good professional but sometimes you feel like I'm just unqualified, I don't I don't do a great do- job. We kind of put ourselves down. Um, if you feel like you're confident and but you worry about things that things yet that's out of your control. And most of us do that. I think we think we are like superwomen or something. You know, we should, you know, we should have a cape or something because we always think we can fix things. And I'm so good at that. I am such a good fixer. Um, I can fix everybody else, but I cannot fix myself. And most of us are like that. Um, You know, if you want to succeed but fear failure, this podcast is for you. So many people, I get so, you know, and I'm guilty of this too. You get to a point in your success and then you kind of stop 
because that next step seems so scary. And most of the time, we have this blown up in our head. And since I'm a writer, I have a fabulous imagination, you know, and I can just go into all these scenarios, you know, this is going to happen or this might happen. And you know what? None of that ever happens. You know, it's you just, I have to like stop and actually say no, you know, and sometimes this is hard. But anxiety is intense, it's excessive, and it persists and it has this persistent worry and fear. Every time you do every kind of situation, I've seen people that have anxiety so bad that they can't get out of their home get in the car and actually go to the grocery store. They have anxiety that something might happen to them. You know, it's it's just overwhelming fear. You know, your heart rate your heart rate just races and you know, you can't breathe. You're sweating and you feel like you're so just overwhelmed. But anxiety has become a normal part of our everyday life in here in the twenty first century. There every seems like day is like something stressful, just a situation, you know, and there are, there's good anxiety, like if you have to go, you know, do a public speaking, or you have to do a podcast, you know, you have a little bit of anxiety about that, because you never know how it's going to go, you know, and it's, it's so funny, because you can prep all you want, or you can have a fabulous guest, but something can, can always go wrong, you just have to laugh, and let's go on with it, um, but the feeling sometimes gets, these feelings of anxiety get um, so, I guess, excessive, all-consuming, and you know it interferes with your daily life, and it interferes with you even thinking straight. And when you feel that much anxiety, you know there's probably fear attached to it. And when that happens, um, you just can't make rational decisions. Uh, and sometimes it's an underlining um, disease that we have, um, whether it's an excessive, all-consuming thing, or it's interfering with your daily life. Um, that's that's a condition that it doesn't hurt to go have to go um to a therapist or something. So many people think, um, oh, that means that you can't handle things. Well, you know, stop and think about it. If you can't handle things right now, you know, you're, if your your life is like unmanageable, you know, yeah, maybe you just need to go talk to somebody. And sometimes when you talk to someone else, or you can talk to a good friend. Um, but what's in your head is not what comes out your mouth. And you know, when you actually do this, I mean, and you actually, um, you know, actually get it out in the open, um, you know, it becomes something totally different. And I always think, I always use this, and I heard it a long time ago, this too shall pass. Nothing in this world ever stays the same, and not even you. So it kind of takes your mind off of it and kind of reroutes, you know, the way we're, we're, you're thinking at the time. And sometimes you get, I know a lot of times people get into such a slump that they don't even realize they actually have this. They just know that um, everything is bad and not everything is bad. You know, sometimes we just get blinders because we see so much. And if you watch the news every night, that will give you anxiety. So, you know, I would suggest, <laughs> you know, you know, watch maybe a little bit of news, but don't watch a whole lot of it because it'll just you know, drive you crazy. Uh, 
But there are the things that we can do that helps us. And one of them is physical activity. You know, if you get out, if you, you walk, and I don't know what it is about walking, but being outdoors um, just opens up your mind and, and makes you think of some of the good things. It kind of like activates your mind into different areas. And um, I always heard this years ago, and um, I, think, I think the Native American Indians used to do it. Um, if you go barefooted, you know, I mean, I'm a barefooted girl. You know, once my I hit my, my house, I take off my shoes. Um, and I go outside. I run outside <laughs> without my shoes. But, you know, you're sign of, when you're outside, it's almost like you're grounded. You're grounded to the earth. And it gives you a sense of, I can't even explain it. It's almost like it kind of takes your worries away. You kind of that over... You know, the things that, that come up for us every day that's over, that's kind of consuming, those things kind of disappear. And a lot of times, I have a real good friend, and that's always somebody that you can go talk to. You know, you can, and don't be, you know, I think a lot of people, especially you, people in the United States, they're not as bad as they used to be, but they never talked about stuff like this. Um, people in other countries, like in Europe, you know, you know, they just have, it's just one of those things. It, they're very, very open with it. And talking to a friend always helps. And when you hear it out loud, I don't know about anybody else, but when I talk to somebody, what's in my head isn't what comes out of my mouth. And it's almost like you kind of figure things out on your own. Um, there are different, different types of things that you can actually um, do that gets kind of like, Puts this on hold for a while. You know, you know, I always ask myself, you know, when you, something really bothers you or you just have this, like, situation, I always ask myself, how important is this? Is this going to matter 15 years from now? No. Most of the time your answer is no. Um, you're worrying today. And you know what? Today is all we have. And I always believe that because life's too short. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But why waste our day being anxious over something that will never come out and never come, come to bed and never come out? So why, why be anxious and ruin our day? Why not be at least be happy about something? Find something good in your life that you can be happy about. And what happens when you counteract anxiety or any of these things with a positive, it works out. One of the things that also comes, it kind of comes on the back side of anxiety, and that is self-doubt. And self-doubt is one of those things that all of us experience sometime in our life. It's kind of like you're uncertain, you're hesitant, you know, you can't make decisions, um, things like that. Um, but sometimes self-doubt kind of creeps up on you. And to me, somebody one time somebody told me, well, that's because... You don't ever have enough confidence in yourself. Well, maybe to a point, but self-doubt sometimes just comes up because we live in a world of, uh, we always hear things on the TV and always they're, sometimes they're not all good. You know, you have to have positive, if you, have, if you live with somebody and live with a family that's always lifting you up, you will do fine. You will have less self-doubt. But if you're in a situation where everybody's in a 
always pessimistic or, or, you know, they can't say anything good in life. You know, those are the things that we really have to watch out for. And, you know, for most people, you know, we get into this habit. I'm a very, I'm a person. If I do it one time, I, I, it's my habit, you know. So I had to make sure that I always choose good habits. And that is really, really tough. That's not, like, that's not easy. Because there are some times that you think, oh, man, you know, you know, I bet so-and-so would, you know, just isn't that way. You know, and I'm thinking we spend so much time, you know, paying attention to other people and what they're doing that we don't spend time with us. And I think, my opinion is, I think maybe because we don't like ourselves right now. Or we don't think we're worth anything. Self-worth is so important. And I think what happens is that's when self, self-doubt self plays in. If you feel like you're worthy of all the good things of life, you know, you won't have that self-doubt as much. Um, I mean, things like that. We're human beings. Things like that creep in. But know your worth. You know, look in the mirror every day and talk to yourself. I know that sounds strange. But you sit there and say everything positive about you. And it's so funny because I was taught this when I modeled, you know, because you had to be up all the time and you had to have, you had to smile all the time and you you had to do, you know, you had a lot of have-tos. And um, one of the things, you know, was that in being positive on the top of that and knowing that you're, your self-worth you know, you have a lot of talents, whether you know it or not. You really have a lot of talents. So to me, that is something we need to look inside of us and find the good. And some of this stuff will disappear on its own. But self-doubt is something that sometimes is one of those things that always, always gets us. So one of the things I think is um, in building and uh, getting rid of self-doubt is your confidence, like we talked about. Um, and self-doubt, I mean, when you're confident, it takes all that insecurity away. You know, and I don't know, a lot of people do this, and they practice self-talk, talk, you know, but self-talk positively, like, you know, just tell yourself, well, I can do that. That's not a problem, you know. So you know, I've known people that were so scared of taking vacations that something might happen or that they they couldn't control. Well, you can't control a lot of things in life. The only thing I think we can control is ourselves. So we have to live with us, ourselves. So why don't we live happy and without all of these things that come up? And I think, pause, I think, and to be honest, I think a lot of this has come up in the last century. I don't think people, I, I'm thinking about my grandfather. I never knew him to be, you know, I mean, he worried from time to time, I'm not saying that. But he didn't doubt himself, you know. He had a he had a good foundation of he knew who he was. And today, you know, that is so true today. Do you know who you really are? You know, we see all this stuff on TV, and t- you know, and I think that influences us. And I think we don't have enough self, you know, self esteem sometimes that. All of this stuff kind of gangs up on us. 
So, you know, if I, you practice self-talk, talk, you can actually work through this. You know, get in the front of a mirror and say, you know, whatever positive things you can think of. Um, you know, I'm always on time, even if you're on time, you know, or, you know, you know, I dress well and, you know, whatever. So always self-talk and remind yourself of all your achievements. And that is so important because when we get into self-doubt, um, it's almost like you have a pity party because you think, oh, well, I didn't do this. And I, you think of all of these negative things you didn't do, right? So self-doubt is sometimes one of those things that can hinder us from moving forward. Um, so, and I know a lot of people feel like their opinion doesn't matter. And that's part of self-doubt. And, you know, I always told my daughter this. Opinions are neither right nor wrong. They just are. Sometimes people say opinions with, you know, very, very strongly. And it may make, make, make to be honest, it makes like you, you sound like, you know, oh, my goodness, you know, that must be true. No. People's opinions do not matter. Just yours. Overcoming um, fear and self-doubt. You know, we can practice self-compassion. Um, how many times have we do? How many times do we do that? You know, it's you know, and we think back on our achievements. Um, but one thing I think is real important in this day and age, we don't compare ourselves to others. You are unique. You are special. Everybody has different gifts, so embrace those. And sometimes that will alleviate your self doubt and your insecurities and stuff like that. But you are. You are a fabulous person. Sometimes you even have to stand in the mirror and tell yourself that. Even though you mess up, that's just being normal. And if you don't mess up, my mom always said, if you don't, don't mess up, you're not doing anything. So I'd rather be doing stuff and make it a positive influence on, in my life. Um, two, for me, I have to spend time with people that support me. You know, uh, are really interested in what I'm doing and kind of be my cheerleaders, right? How many times do we surround, look at our, our friends or family or whoever you're hanging out with? Um, now, are they supportive of you no matter what you do? You know, will they tell you the truth? You know, and sometimes that's always a good thing. If some, I have a friend and she is so... She is so funny, and she'll look at me, and she goes, Rebecca, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> you know, she would tell me why. And I think, well, I'm so glad she can speak up like that and because she wants the best for me. And I think these are the people we need to surround ourselves with, whether it's your family or, uh, or your friends. Um, sometimes your friends will tell you what your family won't. So anyway, but your inner – but. I think my biggest inner, uh, biggest thing, and I think most people have this and they don't realize it, is your inner critic. Most people have an inner critic. It kind of like that little voice in your head that says, "Oh no, you can't do that. You you'll you'll be no good at it." You know, and this little thing is talking to us all the time. And the the thing that I realized a long time ago is that. You don't even know it's there until you actually think about it and actually pay attention to it. 
And it's always good to have somebody in your corner that tells you just the opposite. You can do this. You know, go for it. You know, and things like that. It's just, and it gets rid of that self-doubt that you have. And once you start doing things and, and succeeding, you feel so much better about yourself. And you feel more open and you feel just wonderful. Um, but always remember that, you know, Jen, you know, surround yourself with good people, good friends. Some people even have to, you know, some people have to go to professionals. And there is no shame in that. Um, people nowadays, I think, I think everybody nowadays goes to therapists or a psychiatrist. There's so much going on that, um, it's just, it's one of those things in the 21st century. Now, I'm, since I'm a writer, I love to write. So I journal a lot. You know, if I have something that bothers me, I write about it. And I'm going to tell you a little trick that I'll share with you, and I've, I've done it for years. When something really, really is just, just in your mind and you can't seem to, like, shake it, get a piece of paper and a pen and just write. Just write everything that's in your mind. Write and write and write until you cannot write anymore. And when you're done, go back and read it only one time. And when you read it, it, this is so funny, when you read it, you'll say, oh, I don't know why I was all worried about this, you know, because you, because when it's in your mind, you know, it just, it just, you know, it just gets bigger and bigger. So when you get it on paper, you can actually see what it's worth. And then when you get done reading it, don't read it more than once. Just tear it up, burn it, you know, get, get, any way you can get rid of it. And it's and, and doing that is a physical thing you do, and it's gone. And you will feel so much better. I'm, I think th- I think this is something that I just found out by mistake. Uh, it's just something I just did one day, and it worked. So I'm just passing it on as a tip. And one thing I do sometimes, and I think a lot of people do, is we have the I can't do. You know, somehow it becomes a habit in our vocabulary. Well, I can't do that because I'm not athletic, or I can't do that because I can't sing, or I can't go on that vacation because I don't know about going to the mountains. You know, I'm not really sure about, you know, it's just one of these things I can't, or I can't drive that far. Um, when we tell ourselves stories... <laughs> these stories come true and that is the sad part because whatever you think whatever you put in your mind or whatever you conjure up in your mind it if you don't t- if it's not positive you know it will come true because you keep telling yourself over and over again this is what's going to happen and i think i don't know where that comes from i think too it comes from um, maybe people that you surround yourself with, um, or it comes from um, negativity, being around a lot of negative people. And I don't know whether about any of you guys, but have you ever walked into a room and you just felt like the whole room was gloomy? I did that one time, and it's like, oh my goodness, I wonder what, you know, I was thinking maybe it was me, you know, or, you know, what happened? And there was, it was like a, 
mixer or something and everybody in that room had such a sad story or you know this happened to them or they were just real negative and you know what i didn't spend more than 10 minutes there because i did not want you know it almost felt like you know engulfed you and this is you know don't believe i don't believe i'll put it that way the people you hang around with is let me tell you it makes a big difference now, self-doubt, you know, a lot of us fall victim to that. But, you know, we, if you, you leave it unaddressed, you know, it's just going to get worse. And I think people overthink everything. Um, if you notice something is stuck in your head, and, you know, if you, and you don't recognize it, it's going to stay there. And one of the things I always like to do, and I'll pass this on to you, is problem-solving. You know, you know, it's, it's let's analyze this because if you take it all apart, it becomes it loses its power. That's the whole thing. It just loses its power. If you can challenge your 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 thoughts, change your thoughts, and you will change. You will serve. You know, and I think this is so important. And t- for me, I had to schedule time for reflection. And I know people, so many people that do this. And you just have to have that quiet time. We live in a, in, a, in a society that everybody's on the go. And when you're on the go like that, your brain is, is running 90 to nothing, right? So you never have time to, to stand still and listen. Listen to that person that's inside you. They will guide you. And I think, too, a lot... A lot of mindfulness skills help. And there are a lot of books out there that talks about mindfulness. And it's a really good um, subject. You can make a whole podcast on that. Um, one of the things I do, and my, my husband does this too, you know, when you get home and you finally, after supper, you turn the TV on. We don't leave our TV on all, all the time. Um, and, you know, there's always something popping on, up on your TV that's negative or um, that's just, you know, it's just, it's not what you want to listen to. And sometimes if you're not, I think a lot of people, I have friends that sometimes they go, oh, my goodness, did you see this and this and this? They just, it's almost like a, you get addictive to that type of behavior. And it's kind of hard just like. You know, you know it's a train wreck coming, but you you still have to look. It's sort of like that. So um, I just changed the channel and put it on something that I like or it's happy or something that's going to, you know, I can laugh at or or I can, you know, get into. So, but be aware of what you're doing all the time and how you you speak. And if you may, for me, if I make a conscious effort to do that, you know, I don't have that. It seems like it disappears and it goes away. And your self-esteem will come back. If you have low confidence, that will happen. That will come back. If you just quit overthinking things, self-doubt will disappear. So, I think it's. I think our bodies are made and our minds are made to protect itself. And that is such a fabulous thing because. When you get to a point, you know, when you you feel like you're all-consuming with all of these self-doubts and anxiety, your brain shuts down. It's like, I've had enough. You know, and it's protecting itself. 
So those are things that I think we, we really need to look at. In our day society, it gets really, really um, hairy sometimes. Well, we're going to take a, <coughs> excuse me. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with you. at the Your Voice Matters show, and we are here talking about self-doubt, anxiety, and um, I want to touch a little bit on the imposter syndrome. It's a psychological phenomenon that's linked to self-doubt. It brings in anxiety and everything else, and one of the things I, um, it's, you know, it's one of those things that's really insidious. It kind of, you know, even if you're a high-performing person, um you feel anxious, even you feel just you know out of your out of your element. Um, so, 
one of the things we do is dissect. You have to like dissect all of these uh, syndromes and stuff like that. And anxiety and self-doubt, since they are the ones we talked about before, makes you feel this way. Like you're just being a, an imposter because you're really not that good. You're just faking it. And or if you're a singer, you you know start now. You go, well, just I'm just not that good. I'm just faking it till I make it. And that doesn't help our self-esteem. And a lot of people, you know, we really, a lot of people struggle with self-esteem. And a lot of times, from from my experiences, it's certain who you surround yourself with. For one, two is how you talk to yourself, um, and that can be a big one. But um, some of the things that I think, um, things, um, the self, the, you know, this imposter syndrome is, it becomes a familiar friend. You know, sometimes even like anxiety and self doubt, it just becomes like a really comfortable friend. They've been there a long time, and what would you do without them? Um, you would actually be happier without them. Um, and the thing is, you know, you know, it's like, you know, you know, it's that favorite pair of shoes you have on. You just wear them and wear them and they, you know, even though they hurt a little bit here and there, they're comfortable. And they get to the point where, you know, you have to buy new shoes. But that is basically what happens here. Um, the imposter syndrome kicks in when we don't have, we just feel like, you know, we just not right. I mean, we're just going around this, this world and this earth and we are not who we were meant to be. We are, we are not showing ourselves out. You know, we're not all perfect, you know, and sometimes I think in today's society, we always feel like we have to be perfect. We have to look perfect. We have to wear the right clothes. You know, that's not who you are. You know, you know, I like to wear nice clothes, but you know, maybe your clothes enhance your looks, but that's not who I am inside. And I think that's really matters. And today's, and also, you know, you stop and think about sometimes the way kids are raised today. Material things is what really matters to them. I need an Xbox. I, you know, I need new clothes. I need, you know, I need this or that. I need a new game controller or um, a new football. Um, but they always need and they always want. Um, and I think that can be very, very dangerous. Um, when I was raising my, um, raising my daughter, I remember she wanted, I think I told this story before, she wanted an Xbox, you know, and um, she worked for it. If you wanted that bad, you worked for it, you know. And the thing was, if you make, if you allow kids to actually, if they want something that bad or they um, they'll stick to it. They'll do anything, you know, just to get that Xbox. Whether you ask them to do take out the garbage, you know, it's one of those things. If they want it that bad, otherwise it's one of those fleeting things that just okay. Oh, I'm not going to get that. I mean, let me see what else I can do. So, for me, you know, that's kind of a lesson that I've learned a long time ago. Some, I think, a lot of times in our lives, you know, when you have self-doubt, anxiety, it just becomes a familiar friend in a way of life. And you don't ever think about changing. Because what would you do without it? You know, it's just, it's. I know it sounds weird, but people, when you get comfortable with things like that, you know, it's just, 
you know, you just have to like let it go. You have to recognize it first. You have to actually want to do something about it. And third, you need to go do something about it. Oh, go ahead. I have somebody to help you with it. I know that um, the imposter syndrome comes in when you try to do something new um, or you're around certain people or situations, you know, whether, you know, you're um, that you're that type of person. But when you get in a crowd full of a different group of people, you become like them um, or you, you know, that's not who you are. Just always be who you are and don't embellish the situation in your minds. You know, since I have such an active imagination being a writer, you know, <laughs> I can't remember. I remember doing this. Um, yeah, I just had to, like this pain in my arm. You know, I, I probably need to go to the hospital. You know, it, it's probably, you know, I cut myself. It's probably going to have a gangrene in it. You know, and you can just go on and on and on. And you can make yourself mentally ill. But there are five things in the imposter syndrome personality. And I probably have a lot of these. Um, but I know a lot of people out there do. And your personalities can change uh, or be altered. Um, and the first one is perfectionist. You have to always do things right. And you know what? I really think this comes from, I really can't think this comes from our parents. You know, if you can't do anything right, don't do anything at all. And, um, you know, everything in life is not, I mean, you can always achieve to be doing the best. But that means that doesn't mean necessarily that's going to happen. But it's always good to achieve to do your your best. And the people that have, they're just natural geniuses. You know, they just, um, you know, their personalities just change a lot when that when their um, the imposter syndrome sticks in. If you're a rugged individual, it's one of the um, signs. Um, if you are an expert in your field, there's nothing wrong in being an expert in your field, but these are the personalities that actually can become or in the field of uh, using imposter syndrome a lot. And are oh, you're a superhero, you know, um, <laughs> you're a fixer, you know, and you get your hands into everything. And, you know, I was a fixer for a long, long time because I felt like I was helping somebody else. Let me help you with that. I'll fix that, you know. And the bad thing about it is when you fix other people, you don't fix yourself. And I think a lot of us do this. Maybe unconsciously we're trying to fix everybody else because we don't, we have things with us that we need to fix. And if we fix them and everybody else, everything will be okay. So that's not the way it works. But um, I'm so glad that um, through a lot of things in, uh, in life that I can actually have tools today to actually do these things. Actually, you know, actually, you know, heal yourself, really, if you want to call it that. Um, but there's a lot of things that I do every day that help me. And I, I'm going to pass these on to you because I always take... And I do this, you can do it anytime, but mornings are good for me because I go and get my cup of coffee. I can't do anything without my coffee. <laughs> Gabe knows that. I always, always have to have my coffee. And the thing is, um, and I go sit down and um, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that sit down and read the newspaper or, or whatever. I just, I have a couple of books I read out of and they're like really short. 
Um, but they always have something in there that makes you want to think about things differently. And they're positive. They help you try to like start your day off right. Because most of the time, if you're having a really, I know everybody's done this, you know, you can't find your shoes in the morning. You got to be here at a certain time. And you know, your, your mornings are just hectic. And then the rest of the day kind of follows that. But if you can get up in the morning, if you can't do it in the morning, do it in the evening. Just spend some time with yourself. There's a big thing about self-love. If you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. And that is so true. Uh, and I think if, if you talk to yourself, I know, I know this sounds funny, but if you talk to yourself and, and put positive things like, yes, I'm smart. You know, I, I do for other people, but I do for myself. And do things that you enjoy doing. Spend at least, do two things a day for you. And I think a lot of that, some of this stuff will disappear if you pay attention to anxiety, self-doubt. And if you're in one of these little categories here, like your perfectionist, sometimes um, those imposter syndromes will go away if you can handle your anxiety and your self-doubt. And one of the things I really like is there are these indicators like, you know, perfectionism. You know, if you're paralyzed, if you're a people pleaser, and I'm a, and I am really bad about procrastination. And I'm working on that one here because I can procrastinate to the last minute. And I always told myself I do better that way. Well, no, I don't. Yeah, I really don't. I don't think most people do. Um, but if, I start off early. I'm not in a panic. And I, you know, and I think this is a really good thing. Essential imposter thoughts make you more other, uh, other, and, you know, they make you think about more people, even though it has a positive side to it. And your attitude toward people, um, is more likable. So, anyway, but those are my two cents. And I wanted to share that with you today because, we live in such a world that it's easy to don't have anxiety and self-doubt. And it's just, first of all, recognizing all of those things that we need um, that are in our lives and causes all our problems. If we can get rid of these, we can live a happier, happier life. So today, I just want to leave you um, with one last thing. And I think... I love to share my experience, strength, and hope. And I hope that helps everyone here because, you know, I can't walk in your shoes, but I can walk in mine. And I can tell you all about me. And hopefully, being open with you, you will try to be open with other people and yourself. So I just want to remind everybody that your voice really matters in what you do. So even if you have anxiety, your voice really matters. And your voice can never be wrong because it's yours. Um, I want to thank all our listeners in here. And you can catch us on the Facebook Facebook Studio um, Facebook page. And um, you um, can catch me on my YouTube channel at yvmatters.com. And I will see you next Thursday. And it's been great here talking to you. Till then, I'll see you later. Beating out in vain Just taking the things my brother had